0: It should be more about again user experience rather than just being good looking. You can have the best looking website but it could be loading slowly, it could be impossible to navigate, it could be uh, very difficult to find things. So really it should be a healthy combination of looking good but at the same time very easy to navigate.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky, I'm your host. I'd just like to say thank you for joining us today and for all of the wonderfully warm feedback that you are providing. It makes all the difference knowing that it's making a difference for you. Now on today's show, we're gonna be talking about internet marketing, business development and entrepreneurialism with Mr. Dmitri Kustov. Welcome to the show, Dimitri. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, Dimitri is one of three uh, co-founders, um, business leaders at RegX SEO. And uh, one of the first things we like to do, Dimitri, is talk about um, the founders, and uh, in, in particular, starting with yourself and, uh, you know, things like where you're located. And, and uh, if you do have any time away from the workplace, what you like to do in your pastime.
0: All right. Yeah. So- I have founded Regex SEO in 2015, Um, just in the beginning I was on my own, and it's been going on uh, for about two years before I decided to merge with two of my friends. So I have a background in coding and search engine optimization, and two two, two of my friends they decided to open their own company, more specializing in web design at the time i was looking well, i was pretty much outsourcing all my web design work they approached me and uh, we kind of decided to do a trade off in terms of type of work if they get any seo work they would send it my way if i get any design work i would send them i, w- I would send it their way and it just made sense for us to merge uh, into one company and that's what happened <laughs> as for what I do during my free time. Uh, we have me, and my wife. We have a business, kind of like a side business. Uh, we are breeding breeding dogs, corgis specifically, and mm-hmm. also Caucasian shepherds. Uh, they are quite a rare breed from Russia, which I brought with me when
1: I moved to US. And uh, for fun, I like uh, car racing. Fantastic. Uh, what particular type of car racing? All sorts, or.
0: Uh, well, I have my kind of, uh, amateur, amateur grade, uh, race car, uh, and it's usually time attack or, uh, uh, like just racing on a circuit.
1: Fantastic. That's excellent. I love uh, learning a little bit more about people behind the business because it actually gives some, some body to the business and people want that. I think nowadays, do would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, we actually do some, not. We do some type of tasks and kind of uh, activities at, at our office, which allows us to find out a, about more about our potential employees or current employees and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, you know, we go to different places and uh, like car you go karting, bowling, and whatnot. <laughs> and yeah, we learn much more about people there rather than in the office environment.
1: Yeah, thank you so very much for sharing. Now, I would like to uh, know a little bit about uh, how it is, um, what's your experience like having two other co-founders? I've spoken with people that having, having one co-founder, uh, let alone two to work with is quite challenging. Are you? Do you find that it's a, a, a challenge?
0: There are always some um, troubles we go through, mm-hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, we know our boundaries and we have kind of like a system in place which allows us not to to still to be basically friendly and we're all friends there and one of the good things is that we have pretty much a separation of tasks so I am internet marketing director I work pretty much mostly my 100% of my work is about marketing, about strategy and the other uh, guy Servando, he is our uh, visual uh, visual designer he does all of the work related to every kind of web design and graphics and all that stuff and then the third partner Josh he does business development so uh, sales and uh, just uh, making sure that the company stays afloat kind of thing so uh, there is of course always interaction and uh, kind of uh, decision-making, which all three of us make, but in general, we are in our own offices and uh, interact only when it's kind of necessary. We just uh, have a high level of trust in each other products, let's say, and that's why we can, we can do business on a good level.
1: Yes, thank you. I, I've been going through your about pages and looking at the team of which uh, you have about nine or 10 uh, people on on the books at the moment um how is yeah, it's it actually more than that is it now yeah yeah uh, we're close to 14 and uh
0: those are full-time people and then we have close to 40 40 contractors and freelancers who work with us on a constant basis
1: see this is this represents a business that is established it shows that you know you've got traction in the marketplace and i think that's very important for people when they come to you isn't like- it
0: yeah, 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 for sure, and you know, it just—it uh, also—it also—it also makes us all happy because, again, in the beginning it was just basically, uh, just me. Then, whenever we merged, it was just three of us, and now we are, full size, normal
1: company. <laughs> Did you—you you found that you got to sleep more often? I suspect. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Maybe a little bit. Uh, but it's still you know it's a, it's a, the business is my baby yeah uh, and uh, we still work do, more do you, than 8 hours a day and
1: do you I find do you up. find it's difficult to let go of certain tasks given that it is your baby
0: uh,
1: i i got better at that i would say
0: yeah uh, in the beginning it was but at, you, you know at some point you, there is a realization that there's just not enough time in the world uh, to to do everything yourself. So we just find good employees, uh, good members of our team who can entrust certain tasks. And
1: um, at that point,
0: it, everybody everybody's job becomes
1: easier. Yes, fantastic. Um, I know that we're gonna be talking about internet marketing. Uh, there are so many different lanes that we could walk down together. Um, your particular focus may not be the only focus, but your primary focus is on SEO, is that correct?
0: It's one of the main internet marketing channels who we specialize in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the company has been established as an SEO company, but in marketing, in internet marketing, it all comes together. You can't really separate kind of a one internet marketing channel and just go after that and disregard the others so we do consider ourselves a a full digital marketing agency uh, full scope meaning that we provide every kind of service and typically whenever our idea is that whenever somebody comes to us with literally zero online presence we can take them from zero to hero and that in most cases requires Good website, so we do website development, website design. It requires other types of promotions on social media, email marketing, um, paid advertising, and so on and so on. So, again, it's uh, SEO is uh, one of the main channels, but still a lot of work. We we do a lot of work in other different internet
1: marketing channels. Fantastic. I I wonder. Um... If I came to you and I had absolutely nothing, and I hadn't, uh, I had a business, but it was all uh, bricks and mortar. What would you What would you start walking me well, through? What, what is the so, process? Right. Whenever somebody comes to us, <clears throat> we
0: our the, the, we differentiate ourselves from other businesses, other online SEO companies, is that we don't really have any plans, or uh, we're not trying to fit. A unique business into predefined plan—that's what we say. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, there are so many other companies that are—they—they they have plan one, number number one, two, and three, and then you kind of choose it, choose from those, and that's it. Well, our idea is that every business is unique. Every every business needs a, a custom approach, custom solution. So whenever somebody comes to us, we have a discovery meeting where we pretty much lay out the strategy we learn about the business and we can with a high certainty build a campaign which will allow that business to uh, to to have the best roi the and the best growth over time uh, because there are let's say oil and gas companies we are located in houston mm-hmm. texas there's a lot of oil and gas companies here in most cases SEO is not the best channel for them. So why would we sell them SEO and then not pay attention to other avenues? Or let's say um, like an e-commerce, some kind of boutique store. In, in their case, uh, social media could be one of the biggest one, big, biggest, better, best channels. So again, if we don't start with that, then the rest of the marketing will not make sense. So yeah, again, the process is more about
1: finding that right solution for that specific situation thank you once again i i wonder given the current times that we're all going through globally excuse me are you finding that um your client base is growing at the moment because everybody's stuck at home how's that side of it
0: Uh, yeah no we fortunately enough because we are an internet marketing business Mm -hmm. and uh, not too many of our clients have been in uh, in the industries which have been affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. And, uh, fortunately, we did not have to fire anybody, or we did not have to really slow down in terms of current clientele. Uh, what did happen was, of course, every company is cutting the budget so budgets, is, and, and unfortunately, uh, marketing budgets are one of the first to go things. Companies are looking at to cut, yeah. which is probably not the best idea actually, <laughs> because if you don't market during these times, your uh, your brand reputation could go down, your market online market share could go down. So uh, with us, uh, fortunately, uh, we did not have we we have not been impacted too much. Uh, we just have slowed down our new business development, mm-hmm. but uh, starting in July ish, it picked up back up after everything opened, after, after the, the shutdown was over. So we are pretty much back at the level we were before all of this started.
1: Now, I know that you can't uh, isolate uh, one lane from another in terms of internet marketing, but what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah. I am very analytical uh, person. Yeah.
0: So I do enjoy it all together. Uh, I have been kind of trained mostly in SEO. That's where my internet marketing career started. Mm -hmm. So I probably know the most about that. But I do like that that idea, that approach of strategy overall. How different pieces of the puzzle uh, meet together, how they fit together and uh, I do enjoy developing strategies based on data. On the data. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big data nerd, yeah.
1: <laughs> Fantastic, I, I wonder, um, we're seeing so many people come out with, uh, you know, this is the latest SEO trick. Let's talk a little bit more about SEO. They, they talk mm-hmm. about these tricks and the software that can make it easy. Um, I'm also hearing a pulse of, about moving away purely from keyword, both short tail, long tail, more to answer-based driven algorithm. Is that correct? And if it is, can you explain to us what this shift is all about? Uh,
0: uh, All right, so it's kind of both still. So it used to be maybe six, seven, eight years ago that all you had to do to rank on the first page for a given keyword, you would have to just have that key phrase on your website a million times. And that's Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And then it's what what that led to was uh, just basically an impossible to read very, very bad content on uh, websites. And therefore, for users, uh, whenever they're searching on the internet for some kind of product or solution, it became very not user friendly responses not very user-friendly answers on mm-hmm. those websites so google has switched the whole approach towards user intent and that is basically trying to answer user question and provide the best answer for the intent because we're all human and uh, when whenever somebody is typing a specific search they could type it in different ways and they're not necessarily meaning exactly what they're typing. Um, A a good example would be something like, uh, you could type in, uh, like, buy running shoes, right? This is pretty clear, I want to buy some shoes, but if if you type in best running shoes, most likely you're still looking to buy, but at the same time, your intent is to Kind of, I see some comparison between brands, maybe. Mm -hmm. I see some uh, like pros and cons, maybe best pricing, things like that. So, uh, if you are just one brand website, then most likely you're not going to be ranking for best running shoes, because if you're only, all you're doing is just trying to sell and push your own product without comparing to competitors or other brands or anything like this. So Google, in this case, they, and if, if you Google anything like that, in most cases they provide answers with those type of computer aggregator websites. Some kind of review websites, maybe YouTube uh, videos and things like that. So that's really what that move was from one to one phrase to more about what people are actually meaning when they're
1: typing in something in Google. Thank you for sharing that. I, I often find that using phrases like how to or what if are very helpful. Is it is it important how you structure let's say if we were doing a, a website uh, web page we're creating a post of sorts and we want to explain to our visitors as a business how to do X. Is, is that a good way to start off?
0: It surely would be a good place to start. Um, there is a lot of other type of strategy which comes into website development such as, for example, content marketing and content strategy. If you are just a blogger and all you do is review products, Mm -hmm. then sure, how-to type of articles would work for you, but if you are a business which sells a product or service, then you still need to have uh, a structure of your website where your services and products kind of, uh, they, they they work together with how-to articles with um, I don't know, some kind of comparison articles and uh, so on. Now, and as for how to actually name the article, well there are many, many tools and quite a few of them are free but that will allow you to find the best or the highest search volume keywords. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's say how to do X, whatever that X is. Yeah. There could be other type of searches which are asking exactly the same question, but they might be re- rephrased a little bit. And these tools will help you to find, to, they, will sh- they will show you how many people are searching for those type of products and how for what type mm-hmm. of products and services they're searching and how they're searching for them. That way, whenever you optimize the content, you can actually include all of those high volume, high search volume uh, key phrases in your text, in your content, to basically satisfy the most users on the internet.
1: Now, uh, primarily Google is the one that we need to measure, they're the measuring stick by which we all uh, act on generally, aren't they? Um, They they tend to uh, have a, a number of different measurements or metrics that they use to determine uh, rankability um, one that okay. often comes up is for me is your site speed uh, how do you help your clients in terms of um, site speed
0: okay so google yeah. uses hundreds and hundreds of different signals site speed is what it used to be that it, it was literally like a metric uh, yeah. you, you know you can go to google page speed uh, insights and they will give you a score of 100 and it used to be back in a day, like 10 years ago, that they, the Google itself would basically use that number as a measuring stick. Like if, you, if you're less than 90 out of 100, then we're not going to show you as often as people who are 92 out of 100 or something like this. Nowadays, uh, the, this metric, this, this site loading speed metric, it's more in the bucket of user experience metrics Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, well I guess let me kind of sidestep a little bit there are really four main ingredients of SEO or really any optimization on the website Uh, one of them is technical which is just making sure your website runs like speed and things like that then user experience is huge thing nowadays then content itself making sure you're talking about the right things and uh, the last one let's see user experience content technical and backlinks, right? The fourth one is backlinks, yeah. right, like uh, recommendations. So with the user experience bucket, it doesn't really matter as much what your literal loading speed is. If you're loading in two seconds or three seconds, it's more about how user feels or how, how they perceive the loading. Uh, there are different methods of, of, of optimization of your website when somebody goes to your website and it kind of it can be loading in the background, and in real like if you if you put it against some kind of um stopwatch, mm-hmm. it could take you ten, twenty, thirty seconds, but for the user, it feels like it's immediate All right so it's more about how a user perceives it. If I go on my phone especially without being Wi-Fi, and website is not loading, it just being white screen, then I'm just gonna leave that website, of course. Right? And uh, there are quite a few studies that saying that basically it has to be the first interaction has to be within first second. So uh, if within first second something pops up on your screen, in most cases you're going to be fine. And then it becomes to interactiveness. Uh, as user scrolls through the website, are things being loaded properly? Are things being loaded uh, um, basically in time? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's not. A metric, it's more of a user experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I can, tell, I can tell that you've done this a number of times, and you've played in this realm for so long now. Um, one thing we haven't touched on is content frequency as it relates to ranking. Does the frequency of which you post content make a difference? Not really. Uh, and it's actually a very easy answer. When
0: you think about it, you can be posting something every day, but if the quality is so low that it kind of makes you look worse, yeah. then what's the point? What's the, what's the benefit of it, right? So the way we typically approach content development is instead of trying to, uh, let's say, write a blog post every day or, I don't know, for clients, let's say, every week, whatever it is, it's rather, hey, let's develop a really good piece of content that will help your potential customers that will be ranking and therefore will bring you more business. So instead of spending, let's say, one hour on a very short blog post who nobody cares about, and then do that, doing that a couple of times a week, why don't we spend 10, 20, 30 hours on one really great article, that uh, will be kind of evergreen content, which will be ranking on Google, that will bring you actual customers and will be converting uh, users into paying uh, buyers or customers or clients. Uh, So yeah, it's not really about frequency, it's about quality.
1: Quality, thank you so very much for sharing. I I think to myself, you know, we talked about essentially keyword stuffing before, it's more about um talking in your natural voice and actually communicating something of value isn't it rather than you know trying to be a little bit dodgy and use all these uh, unique strategies if you like
0: right uh, keyword stuffing is it's kind of um it's it's when you use way too much right so mm-hmm. if you read an article and it's so obvious that there is just keywords here and there everywhere it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be using keywords that you shouldn't be optimizing the content you still should be using that, it just it needs to read natural. Uh, and again, it comes back to user experience. If somebody goes to your website and it reads very very badly, very weirdly, uh, people are just gonna leave and therefore you're not gonna become your customers. And uh, just do it so that people write it in a way so that people are interested in actually reading that a blog post or service page or whatever it is.
1: I love what you're doing at regex because you've taken on a, a I guess an angle of honesty and only promoting what your clients actually want and you they are clients as opposed to customers aren't they because you right. would have a yeah. long term relationship with with the people you work with that be right
0: yeah absolutely yeah uh, our we don't really have like a one-time customers hmm they come in we do something for a day and then that's it, right? It's usually a relationship for sure, uh, which in most cases it's uh, years together.
1: I know that there's been a lot of damage done to the internet marketing industry by unscrupulous operators that just want to rip people off. And I think that's an important um, message that you are communicating on your website and then when you're talking with people. Uh, Let's explore backlinks as it relates to this very same problem uh, are backlinks still a viable option it's a very
0: not just viable but very important part of especially in seo world mm-hmm. because well so backlink is any other website linking to your website now there are different types of backlinks and they could be very spammy they could be very what we call black hat which do not have any value and this is what really it comes down to each backlink is what, the way we like to explain it to our potential clients they are like recommendations on in the internet world so whenever somebody else links to your website they should be saying hey this website this company they know what they're doing Here's a link. Go check them out, right? So, and when comparing to quality of them, it's kind of like a recommendation from a friend, or from some kind of homeless person who you never met before, yeah. And they do not look appealing, right? So that's exactly the same thing. So it's uh, it's more about quality of those links and making sure that they actually give you value or give users value. Mm-hmm. They're not they shouldn't be uh, just uh, bought pretty much right uh, you, should, yeah. you don't want you don't want them on some kind of third party weird website which has nothing to do with your business or industry you're in or anything like that so it should be it should it should it should be helping the users who are reading the articles or content on those websites and continuing the thought the train of thought of those users if they want to find out more about the product, about uh, service or anything like that. This is great content.
1: I I love love the discussion that we're having here, Dimitri, because there are just so many different things we could cover in such a short amount of time. I want to skip back a little bit to the user experience in terms of mm -hmm. uh, user interface. How important is it to have a good-looking website?
0: It should be more about again user experience rather Mm -hmm. than just being good looking. Mm -hmm. You can have the best looking website but it could be loading slowly, it could be impossible to navigate, it could be uh, very difficult to find things and I have seen those unfortunately. Very beautiful, very good looking but impossible to find anything. So (laughs) Really it should be a healthy combination of still modern looking good but at the same time very easy to navigate. And really, that's what it comes down to. Um, some clients come to us with a bit older websites, which still do wonder one um, very good job in sending people to like pages. And all those website need is just a, a little bit like a facelift, right? We don't have to rebuild the whole thing from scratch. Yeah. And then we have the other type of clients, uh, potential clients who already have really good websites, very good looking websites, but they're not really helping users to find any answers on the website. So in those cases, we kind of have to rebuild the whole thing even though they might look better from the first glance. And that's what it comes down to really.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I, I wonder, you, you talk about existing websites. I suspect they've got a lot of SEO juice in them. Um, when you have to rework or remodel a, a web page or a series of web pages to make up a website, um, are you undoing all of that good work because of the age of a domain?
0: Age of a domain is not that big of a deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, 10 years ago or so, it, 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 it used to be. A- much bigger deal nowadays it's it's just more about optimization uh, backlinks it's more about kind of a brand awareness really right there are a lot of brand new companies and some of them are very new but already very well known because they just do good work and the word spreads so age of the domain does not mean that much anymore yeah it's more about providing that quality content uh, to users with providing good user experience
1: This uh, leads me to my next questions about you t- you touched on brand um, now brand awareness brand positioning uh, brand messaging is that something that reg uh, X SEO provides help with?
0: Yeah yeah we we do. A full brand strategy development for clients who are interested in that and typically that is more for brand new companies uh, either they're about to start to launch their products to launch the company and they need help with everything uh, because if they've been in business for you know 20-30 years most likely the word is kind of spread around and they kind of have more or less things figured out now of course there are cases when they really should be looking at some kind of brand redevelopment but whenever you have hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars invested into a brand name even even though it could be not the best brand name the <laughs> best messaging yeah there is just a lot of pushback from from the executives uh, but yeah we do do we, we do provide that yeah. and uh, we have we have had few, uh, quite a few campaigns uh, in terms of brand awareness.
1: Now, like we talked about earlier, you are the the full suite of uh, products and services to get somebody from zero to hero, as you mentioned earlier, I love that phrase. Uh, Now, from a mechanical perspective, um, there are a couple of things that the My Future Business audience needs to know is, uh, one, where are they going to find you? And secondly, what is the process for applying to work with RegEx SEO?
0: Okay, so the website is regexseo.com. Uh, for, some, for some folks who are not in the technical industry, regex could be a bit of a weird word, but it's, it stands for regular expressions and yeah. it's kind of a programming term. So uh, yeah, regexseo.com is our website. To find me directly, you can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and my handle is Digital Spaceman. We are in Houston, after all. We have NASA. Makes sense. The, uh, our website is all branded towards that space theme. Mm. So, yeah, dig- Digital Spaceman is my handle everywhere. And uh, you can, if you find me, then just uh, shoot me a message. Or you can contact us or call us from the website. Uh, there is not really kind of like a process, per se, to start yeah. the conversation. All you have to do is just uh, call us or send us uh, some kind of email,
1: Mm -hmm. and we'll go from there. Fantastic. That's just some wonderful insights. I love the fact that there's no uh, structured process. This is more about conversations about creating relationships with the people that you're working with. And uh, for everybody who's on the show with us today, I will be making uh, links back to Dimitri and his wonderful team at RegX SEO. Uh, In closing, Dimitri, this has been a wonderful experience. Some great content being shared. Thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today.